Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> <laughs> So many ideas. Do you really? For the next season. I was, and I actually said this, I was looking at, I was like, oh man, I think we might be out of ideas. Like, I think that we may be done. And then I looked at our list that I had made from everybody making suggestions. Remember mm. that Facebook post I put up a long ass time yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, And I still haven't watched majority of those Most movies. Of those. Like, how I was able we, to cross off five of them. How, I mean, five's not bad. It's how not, we, but... How did we get to that point, though? Like, did we just start thinking of random-ass movies along the way? And being no, like, we. I posted on Facebook and said, what are most important movies that someone should see before they die? Mm. And I got all of these comments, all of those, and right. so that's what I compiled gotcha. on top of what we had talked about needs to be seen before you die. So that's, sure, sure. But yeah, like um, Rocky, Stand by Me. Oh God. Citizen Kane. Alien. Alien. Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. The Graduate. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Uh. The Blues Brothers. Oh, the original Blues Brothers. The original Brothers. Blues Brothers. Uh, Mission from God. American Graffiti. Uh, Tootsie. Tootsie, really? Yeah. Oh, just like screenplay-wise, there's just so many good fucking scripts. Right. Just in the movies you mentioned. So just, okay, uh, so before we dig in today. Yes. Now that we are at the end of this season, which I think we'll pick back up in like August, September. Yeah, I already have, I think we should do... Um, like mini, like bonus episodes. Right, we were talking about that. Yeah, even even if it's just stuff that we've both seen. Right. Just to sort of wet the audience's palate. Right. If you will. Our friend um, Dylan Adams, mm -hmm. he does a podcast called Why I'll Never Make It. Yes. And he's got a fantastic podcast, and he, he actually does. gave me the idea of doing little bonus episodes yeah, that are not like a like full episode, five, ten minutes. but they're just short ones yeah. that are exactly. So yeah. I think that's a cool thing for us to do in the yeah. interim. I think that's a good idea. But since we started, since inception, mm -hmm. was January 31st. Wow. That was when our first podcast came so up. So it's just barely over six months that we've been doing this. About Seven that. Months. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's July. Yeah. Because huh? remember, we had a couple of months that were wonky since I was out of town. Right. So, we still got it done, though. But right. still. So since inception to now... Mm -hmm. What have you gotten from this experience? What, since you've seen all most of these movies mm -hmm. already, yeah. What did you? What are your? What are your takeaways? I just feel like a better human being having showed you these movies. <laughs> I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> I'm proud of I'm myself. I'm a good person I'm for having done this. I'm a super humble and good person. Uh-huh. But I'm proud of myself in the sense that I'm able to share these movies with you. Okay. And that I feel like... Like sharing the experience <laughs> of me seeing them? It's going to sound like a dickish thing to say, but I feel like you're a better person having seen them. I mean, I don't <laughs> know like about a better person. well-rounded, I would I say. I think I still would probably do the same thing if I came across <laughs> somebody begging for money in the street. You probably would. Please, sir, I want some more. Sorry, but can't as help as, you. Yeah, I haven't seen The Godfather. I can't give you a dollar. I'm right, sorry. and now that I've seen The Godfather, I can be right. like, 
oh, you're giving me an offer I can refuse. I'm not giving you any money. Oh. Like, uh, so... A more well-rounded artist, I should say. I will agree with that. And it, to be honest, like, watching all these movies, it really has helped with my screenwriting, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's great. It's like the... There's a web series that I'm writing that's actually a horror film, mm. which I was not really expecting myself to do horror. Yeah. And watching all the movies, yeah, it has definitely expanded my view on that. I feel like we've been commentating on writing a lot specifically yes in in, at least in the last couple of weeks well even for this and just in life we were talking about Shit's creek and how how their final episode yes how you can tell when like good like when dan levy writes one of the episodes as opposed to like a guest writer yeah it's just different like the 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 pace the internal rhythm of the script is like you can not only hear it but feel it yes like it's more streamlined not to say it's like more economical but like it's smarter in a way and it's like how people talk but almost elevated right in a good sense right well and and that's what that's what you know acting is Is. essentially it's like life but just like so yeah i would i would uh i would say that i'm i'm just proud that i'm able to share these movies with you um because but you I feel say like... that the way it's like you you made them and you're like I made this movie right. <laughs> and I'm so proud of myself that I made this movie right. and I can let you watch it now. Well, it's the deep appreciation for a good filmmaking, right. you know. Um, and I feel like we've touched a very wide array of movies. Um, yeah, how do you feel? Good. I I honestly I was kind of worried once we got started with this. I was like, oh man, are we gonna run out of things to talk about? Oh. Like, are we gonna run out of Material? Are we gonna? You know, I was just like, I don't know what legs this thing has under it because we've never done a podcast no, before, no. and everybody had been saying, "You guys should do a podcast. You're so funny. Your Ted a Ted is very engaging." So I wasn't sure what that would look like, but after having done fifteen now sixteen episodes. Um, and just seeing how many more movies there are still to watch. Mm. I don't know. It just, it makes me feel good about, I don't feel like an idiot. I don't feel like a cine newbie. Good. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm more informed just because of now I've seen some pivotal and important movies that are crucial to cinematic history. Yeah. Seeing too, like you said, all of these actors and seeing them as babies yeah. and just how they've Godfather movies grown so much. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's been really eye-opening for me in a lot of different ways. I just, I love doing this. I really love yeah. doing this podcast. Like I was thinking the other day about, it was like, oh, we may have to end this. Like, you know, what if I have to work full time or whatever? And I was like, I don't want to end this. I love yeah. the eight hours that it takes we'll for us to make this. Out, you know? And I honestly too, selfishly, love that it forces us to have a date night yeah we have There's to that too yeah we have to like, like sit down and like watch a movie and and do it with intent like it's not yeah. just like, like checking out and watching the office which is what we do and a lot of other right. people do you just put something on yeah that's what she said but you're on your phone at the same time right exactly you've got three screens you're watching going. the internet on your tv right and then you see what the tiny internet is up to is on your on your phone and then you need to check the tiny internet what are all sizes of the internet well up to because we have to consume as yeah, much as much information as we possibly at, can. all at the same time so well then anything that happened this week that we this should know week, about i feel like it was one of those weeks where nothing really happened okay i am reading a new book called life is what you make of it it's by oh that's Alex, right Alex kurtz i believe 
Um, specifically for artists slash creatives, I always get a little iffy when I see books like that with like right. subheading of like a book for artists and such. When right. because again, I believe we're all artists in a yeah. way, and so it's been it's been an eye opening week in the sense it's that been. it's been. I've started making lists, like to-do lists. Which Ben is not a list. I'm not a list person. doer at all. Um, I tend to mentally compartmentalize what I yes. need to do, but I feel like with the amount of things that I want to get done, right. and the amount of things that I get done, it's been easier for me to write them down. And that's the first thing that this book recommends. And so I put it into practice for a week, and sure enough, like I feel like. I got a lot accomplished in the sense that I was able to check off a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And these may have been things I would have done in the first place, but at the same time, I feel like it was a little bit more streamlined. Right. In that, like, I I had I had my goals right in front of me. Right. I just knocked them down one by well, one. And so it felt like my free time was a little bit more earned. Um, mm. I feel like I got a lot done, in this, but, like, nothing extraordinary happened right. i often say life is mundane and that's okay like right big ticket items it's not social media worthy life yeah, yeah yeah like you're just living your life yeah. like it felt like a week in life where i could have lived it without my phone yeah you know? it, it was one of those weeks it was really nice mine was the total opposite <laughs> mine was the complete opposite in that i had nothing going on and I was overchecking my social media. I see. I was doing the opposite. I, I was see. doing exactly what social media is bad at. Okay. Is bad for you. <laughs> sure. Which I was checking it like constantly uh -huh. for a notification so I could get that dopamine high. Let me just say that I am aware of the irony that we are using electronics to record a podcast that we would like right. to share. Right. And click on. Yeah. <laughs> that was my week. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of... I'm curious how you do this. Speaking of a sense of loneliness and isolation... Okay. We watched The, the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part two. 2. Insert sound. Here I go again. Um, I, well, you don't need to say that. I'm going to put the sound clip in. As per IMDb, the breakdown of Godfather Part 2... The early life and career of Vito Corleone in the 1920s New York is portrayed while his son, Michael, Michael, expands and tighten his grip on the family crime syndicate. Which is pretty... I feel like... Okay, so here's the thing. We didn't agree with the IMDb thing for Godfather 1. Yes. I don't agree with Godfather 2 IMDb. But it's really hard for them to There's be able to There is one in fit... here that is like... Okay, let's hear it. Four paragraphs long. Oh, okay. But there's wait, another one in no, here. No, wait. I want to see the four paragraph one, but I want you to just pick random sentences out of it. Okay. And not even finish them. The continuation of the Godfather saga with two focuses. The man who runs Michael's interests in New York. Time ally of Michael's father. Michael and Hyman Roth fly. <laughs> and story interwoven to his escaping his yeah. adult life. Uh, his rise of Don Corleone. Um, that's way better. Right? That's so much it just, better. It, it really gives you a that full really, picture. That really, it flows well. You know, yeah, especially the with them flying. That was um, my favorite part. A continuation, in a sense, of The Godfather Part 1. Yes. And I know that I, I wanted to do this originally, is watch them back to back. Which we couldn't. Which we couldn't, because this one is actually a half hour longer than the first one. Which I felt. And is also has two stories being told at once. Which I loved. Me too. So it's a lot of movie watching. I'm yes. glad we split it up. Me too. And, and we watched this earlier in the week. Yeah. So we had a little bit of time to digest it. Mm -hmm. uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. 
uh, starring, of course, Al Pacino. It just says, it just says Michael. Michael. It doesn't say it just Corleone. Says Michael. Al Pacino's Michael Corleone. Robert De Niro plays the young Vito Corleone, the young uh, version of Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Uh, returning cast: Robert Duvall, Diane Keaton, John Cazale, Talia Shire. A lot of people in the original show up at the end. Uh, so James Conn returns for a brief cameo. So does Abe Vigoda. Yeah, written again by Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, this movie has so many fucking accolades. Uh, uh, a cool bit of casting was that um, Lee Strasberg came and yes. played Hyman Roth. Lee Strasberg was one of the te- original teachers of, of the Actors Studio in New yeah. York City. Uh, coming directly from Europe to teach Stanislavski's method here in yes. America. So he taught Pacino, De Niro, James Caan. And you can see um, in his own acting yes. how what he taught if, with these people just yeah. so clearly resonated with them. And they just see, if I tried to see one of those actors doing a different kind of acting, mm. like let's say that they tried to do the method Daniel Day-Lewis thing, sure. it would be way too over the top. Like yeah. who they are as people absolutely fits this acting technique. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Brando is, is, of course, an influence of that as well. Yeah. Because James Dean was influenced by Brando. Yeah. As was this whole new generation of actors. And so it must have been such a trip for, like, Pacino to do a movie with Robert De Niro. And right. also Lee Strasberg, who taught him. Right. You know. Well, um, and just before we recorded this, we were watching Heat from yes. 1995. Which has Pacino. And De Niro. And De Niro. Right. And it's just like, I could, there was that one dinner scene where they're having coffee because Pacino is the cop. Yeah. And De Niro's the bad guy. You could have flipped that script and it wouldn't have made a lick of difference. It wouldn't have made a lick of difference. No. It's just, but it's just, it's like they could be reading (laughs) the phone book and it would be engaging as hell. Right. I enjoy the hell out of this movie. So, since I usually go first, why don't you go first? Okay. Just like, again, so when did you first see Godfather Part 2? I'm pretty sure I saw this a little bit later in life. Uh-huh. I think I rented The Godfather not knowing that you should you should see the second one immediately following. Mm-hmm. Is because... this like with Shrek Part 2? <laughs> do, do you hold the same opinion of Shrek 1 and 2 as you did Godfather? Hey, well, no, I don't. I, I, think, uh, I think Shrek 1 was better well no then maybe i do yeah i think shrek 2 might have been better but it's been such a long time that's because jennifer saunders as the fairy godmother i know back to the godfather back to the godfather um i i can't really say when i first saw this i just uh i remember it being very long right i think it was one of those movies that was on tnt i feel like we commented on this last time well, they played like the Godfather anthology and number two. Yeah, came I feel on, like they do that. Like sometime in the winter, yeah. they're like, well, everyone's like, oh, inside. Everyone's inside. Let's they're, put on yeah. 12 hours worth of <laughs> the Godfather. And so, or like AMC does that. I think my mom and I just sat down and watched it. I think we wow. watched part two and three because uh-huh. I'd seen number one already. So I didn't feel the need to see that one. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm floored by this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially having watched part one so recently, you not only see the change from Michael beginning to end in that part, but you see his descent. Oh my God, it this happens one. so his, quickly. Not only his rise of power, but like his taste for it. Like, yeah. and, and I keep referencing Breaking Bad in that like, 
he he's got a taste for it a little bit. He, he it's it's his business, but also at the same time, it's something that he needs. Right. You're goddamn right. Like there's something in his eyes where he's just he's not satiated. Mm-mm. You know, and he does some fucked up things in this movie. He does. The character of Michael does some very some horrendous things, and so you really get to see his rise in the first, and then his sort of fall into this it's not a full fall from grace because i feel like they portrayed that in the third godfather which i really would like us to watch um even if it is the inferior of the three i i thought the the dual storylines also worked really well you get to see de niro play the young Vito and his rise and his immigration to america his life in sicily before he he came to america yeah how he how he came up essentially in little italy and and the the start of his family and his family business, but right. also railing that with how Michael is putting the family business in current day in yeah. the 1950s, giving that some forward momentum, expanding the empire right. into the western part of the United States, like right. getting out of New York. He lives in Nevada. Mm-hmm. He's getting into Las Vegas. But who knew how gorgeous it oh was there? I've never been there. Yeah. I've never been. Well, I've been to Vegas for like three days really no i have a lot of fun it's mm. like it's like grown-up disneyland yeah you know okay. it's i feel like you could lose a lot more money you could you could lose, i don't like, think you and i would though house. no i no. feel like you and i would be like the goofy t- teenagers running around interestingly the enough the last slot machine i played was the godfather slot machine <gasps> that's right <gasps> what oh, this is it all meta, comes guys. full Here circle oh. is cyclical <laughs> people okay so you liked it i loved it the way it ends how uh spoilers uh you have the flashback scene but then immediately following that you have michael sitting alone yeah just with his thoughts surrounded by nobody completely isolated and i feel like the movie the 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 current storyline michael corleone's storyline yeah there is a permeating loneliness to the entire thing. Just even how you he feel, looks yes. and how he interacts with other people. Yes. There's always like six inches of separation from never everybody. Enough, never enough time for family no. like, to, to, to be with his, his wife and kids. Nope. Everything he's doing, he would say, "I'm do- everything I'm doing is for my family. Right. Okay, well you say that. And in the first one, there, uh, uh, Vito Corleone is constantly referencing, hey, do you spend time with your family? Because if you don't, you're not a real man. Right. And that's what's most important. Yeah. I felt Vito was a little bit more balanced in that way. He was. And he was Michael, able to find that balance. Yeah. Right. Michael went into Revengeville. Yeah. And assassin He just wasn't able to let shit go. No, no. But he, he constantly had people trying to one-up him and kill him. Right. Given. But at the same time, again, I, I always felt like you, you felt a bloodlust with yes. Michael. Michael. Um, and you really see that in Pacino's, he's very, he's reserved, but at the same time, he just goes from one to 11 like that. Yes. You know, it's insane. So what was, what was something that really stuck out to you? I noticed this time? that, and, and I think it's because we watched part one so recently, yeah. the amount, the, the, the amount of music that's actually in this one. That's true. Yes. There's a lot more a music. A lot more music. Um, it, it actually helps commentate a little bit on the scene. Uh-huh. For example, there's sort of that goofy scene where uh, the guy comes in to see uh, De Niro because he doesn't know he's Don Corleone. Because De Niro asks him oh, to, that's right. to, to let the lady stay in her apartment yes. and keep her dog. And right. he shows this is up the and he's flashback. like, yeah. Right. And he, he shows up and he's like fumbling over himself. And it's sort of clownish, you know? He yes. can't like get out of the office. Right. He The man doesn't know how to operate he a door. He doesn't know how to unlock a door. Nervous. And so they're just watching this buffoon just yeah. trying to get his way in and out of yep. uh, Don Corleone's office at Junko. 
And so the music again is a little is a little more diverse. I feel like it commentates a little bit more on what's about to happen or what's going to happen. Sure. So that yeah, that's one thing that really stood out to me. Yeah. I really and like you said, I really felt the length of this movie. Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna say in a bad way. It's not a good There's fellow's There's so much length. story to tell. Right. You know. Um, but it all works, but holy shit, it's a three and a half hour yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a long ass So if you're going to watch part one and two, just know that it's going to take, if, like, you t- if you take an intermission, it's going to take eight hours of your This is bullets and brunch type of a day. Right. Like, you need to sit down yes. and sit down. Have everything ready. You know, have your pampers on, <laughs> be ready to stay seated for a while. <laughs> ready to party. I'm really eager to watch the third one now. Really? Yeah. Because you yeah. were kind of like, meh, I don't think we need I to watch it. I haven't watched the third one in a couple of years. I know it's a shitty movie because Sofia Coppola is cast in a very pivotal role. And right. she's awful. And that's kind of why I'm looking forward to you seeing it. Just to, <laughs> just so I can be like, see? See? Isn't she awful? She's a brilliant director. But oh my god, she's horrible in this movie. <laughs> know your strengths. She directed Lost in Translation. But look at her in this movie! <laughs> Nepotism! <laughs> Uh, what do you think? How about you? I okay, so I personally I hear everybody saying like The Godfather 1 is great, Godfather Part 2 is better, but you have to see the first one in order to understand the second one. Yes. I personally did not agree. I liked the first Godfather more. Okay. Um to me, I again felt the length of the second one. I know mm-hmm. it's a half hour longer, but I still felt it. And on top of that, I I really like the dual story thing that you're talking about where yeah. it's like Going back to Vito in the, what was it, 1950s? 1920s. 1920s, mm. 1950s. Whoa. The 50s is Michael's, um, is Michael's story. That's right. Which, oh my God, watching him as a little boy go through immigration, <sighs> and like the whole thing with him in Italy, the with social his commentary, being that killed. hit me like a Oh my train. God, especially with what's going on right now. Yeah. Just like seeing those videos of the kids that have to testify and like appeal for themselves in court and immigration right now. Granted, that's a lot more extreme what's it happening is, right now. It is, but you think about like this kid, he, he wasn't speaking. Yeah. He was Im- like he immigrated from Italy yeah. to the Americas, was given a name that was not his. Yeah. And then he but was quarantined for weeks on an island because he had smallpox yep. and he didn't know. Yep. And so it's like, can you Hold imagine on. starting your life at what was he seven, yeah, eight? He must have been. Like that's my great grandfather. My great grandfather, Thomas Patrick Fenelon, uh-huh. I believe he was he was either twelve or thirteen years old. Jesus Christ. When he came here from Ireland. I can't. So that's just what that generation of people did. Yeah. Like that pre depression era of immigrants yeah. came here and they just pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. Were able to find probably some really horrible work. Hi, welcome to Chili's. Yeah. That didn't pay very nope. well, but you had a roof over your head, you had something in your stomach. Yeah. And they were able to bring themselves up because this was America. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was a time where they truly believed that they can be anything that they wanted to be. Well, and again, the usually the places that they were fleeing from were places that of had violence. violence. Yes. Guess what? That's still the truth. So, and and yes, very much so. And you saw that in Corleone. Exactly. As he sees his mother blown away in front of him with yeah. a double-barreled shotgun. Yep. And, sorry, I'm totally like... No, you're fine. I've done that to you. It's okay. You have. You, you very Okay, well, you don't, need to, <laughs> you don't need to validate but that just, strongly. I'm just saying that compared to what's happening now, right. when you put children in cages keeping families separated right. when the government has admitted that they've lost track of people. Yeah. Um, you see a very streamlined 
uh, version of immigration in this movie where, well, where they're like, what's your first and last name? Oh, he's from Corleone. Okay, that's going to be your last name. Right. 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 They, they did the same thing in uh, an American Tale actually has a little immigration scene. Does it really? Yeah. Where, where a guy, an Italian guy walks up to the counter and he gives his name and the, the counter guy's like, okay, Mr. Smith. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's just how the people god bless did it. it. But yes. Um, yeah. So I mean, so I love the dual the dual storytelling. Mm-hmm. I actually thought Vito, uh, Vito's story was more interesting to me and more engaging than Michael's story, just because Michael was such a fucking asshole the yeah, whole time. Well, and yeah. I felt like a lot of his his actions and stuff, you know, Vito Corleone was doing things when he was the godfather. Don't you mean Don? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to fucking say Don't that. Don't you mean Don? I remember who people are now. I know they're not all different kinds of people. Donald Corleone. Um, it's, the, it's the scene in Cheers where he walks into the bar and everyone goes, Don! Right. <laughs> Because everyone's name is Don. Uh, right. Um, so <laughs> I, I thought Vito's story was far more interesting. Mm-hmm. When Vito was the godfather, I mm-hmm. felt like he was doing things that were terrible, yes. But again, he was keeping his business centered on one thing, and mm-hmm. that was gambling. Mm-hmm. That's what they were focused on. Right. They weren't trying to get into drugs. They weren't trying to get into other stuff. And Not I feel yet. like Michael was like, we're going to start getting into this stuff. And then it became much more vindictive rather than continuing to pursue this line of business in order to help his family. Right. It became about, what is this doing to serve me? The accumulation of power. Right. He got drunk on power. And so anybody that crossed him in any way, he maybe gave them one forgiveness and then you're out. Like there was not, there was not a whole lot of wiggle room there. Even to family members. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean, I liked it again. It was, it was just hard. It, it didn't hold my attention as much because I thought he was such an asshole. Sure. The, the eyebrows were still massively thin on really? Kate. Oh, okay. I just, I was like, I was hoping that something happened. Maybe yeah. somebody got in there and microbladed. Yeah. And there was no such, there was no such luck there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was harder for me to keep track of stuff. I asked you more questions this sure. time. The, I feel like there were, there were younger versions of, of Vito's Kappa regime. There were younger versions of... Clemenza yes. and Tessio. It was just hard to keep track of everybody. There were a lot more people. There were some carryovers from the assassins from the first Godfather right. who took out the other five. You families. had like if you had not told me who yeah. each person was, I yeah. would not have known. I would have been like, these right. are all yeah. new people. Yeah. So Willie Chichi stuck around with Frank Pantangeli, who and was I in didn't New York. understand why the hearing showed up all of a sudden, but then I figured it out later. It's because the guy got captured. Because I was trying to keep up the whole time, yeah. and I felt like I had a hard. Time doing that, sure. I noticed myself checking out a little bit more. I know, and I think I that's, and I think that's because again, it was just I was like, well, if it's not holding my attention, I can't figure out what's going on. Yeah. So I think that's why I like the first one more because I was, was able to lock into it and yeah. I was able to follow it easily. Okay. okay. I so, agree with that. but at the same time, like, man, Pacino, watching him. <sighs> In this movie, yeah. it's just... It's just all it's eyes, It's, again, it's something that you just keep on learning as an actor that you can do so much with so little. Yeah. yeah. There is so much that you can do with and so he's little. he's quiet in this movie. He is. And you see some of his later work. I'm not quite sure where he crossed the line. Maybe it was Scarface where he went from pretty minimalistic right. to, like... Like the he's she's got a great ass you know right. kind of thing or right. or 
anything he's done in The Devil's Advocate, you know, which right. is a movie we're actually doing next season. <laughs> I, you, re- you, as soon as we're watching, so it's like, oh my god, we have to do this. We have to do The Devil's and I'm like, Advocate. Okay. So, um, uh, I'm not sure where he started going over the top. Right. With his that's acting. what you were saying. Okay. Again, but he's he's very minimalist in this. Yeah. But he also has some very heavy bursts of rage. Yes. In this movie. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, to be honest, that's really what stuck out to me. Knowing yeah. now and seeing a lot of the work that he's done since this movie uh, and how it has been very much over the top and yeah. really intense and yeah. crazy-eyed and just seeing how <laughs> still he is. It's like watching a crocodile as they float up right before they yeah. attack their prey. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought of. It's just so still and so quiet. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, it just explodes. Yeah. That's something that I personally, as an actor, have a very hard time doing. Yeah. I think just because I'm more of a stage actor, it's hard for me to pull back sure. and just let that intensity root itself into the ground and sure. let that just live versus showing it all on your face. Yeah, it's it's that weird back-of-the-head awareness. Yes. You know? The best advice I ever received was just knowing where your audience is. Right. And if the camera's your audience, you don't really have to do You don't anything. have to do it. They're right there. You don't there. have to do much. They're right there. That kind of thing. Right. So, shall we hop into trivia? Yeah, let's hop into trivia. Hang on, I gotta move my leg. Oh my god. Guys, if you haven't... Oh. Oh. If you haven't noticed, or if we haven't said it, we we record this in our bed alcove. <laughs> and so it's so awkward and it gets hot and stuffy. Yeah. So we're we hoping for a one-bedroom soon. Soon. Oh, so that we can we convert... We can convert one of the bigger closets into, <laughs> into, a, into a studio. Right. Okay, there we go. Okay. Here we go. Cue trivia music. Cue the trivia music. Um, let's see. There are there are multiple years in which this movie is uh, in which the story hops back and forth. Yes, it does. Let's see. We have eight different years. Okay. In this movie. Okay. Can you guess a few of them? Okay. Uh, 1920s. Okay, 1920s, one of them. Great. Yep. Uh, let's do the 1950s? Yeah, yeah. There are two scenes in the 1950s. Okay. The flashback scene. When did that take place? Do you know your history? No. When did the Japs attack Pearl Harbor? 1979. (laughs) (laughs) Right after Watergate. Right, I don't know. Um, I'm so terrible. I went to private school and this, I cannot tell you where Nebraska is this, if you ask me to point it out. This film takes place in 1901-1917-1920-1923-1941-1953-1954-1956-1956-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1957-1
Uh, In a couple of different categories. I'm just going to go full (laughs) crazy and say it wasn't nominated for anything. Okay. So it is unique in the sense that it is the only sequel to win Best Picture. When its predecessor did not? Correct. No, The Godfather won Best Picture. Okay. It's the only, it's the only sequel to have also movie won. history to also win a Best Picture Oscar. The I only feel like Toy Story up, 2 gets robbed because of that. <laughs> the only one to follow up was Return Shrek of the King. Shrek 2. Oh. No. <laughs> okay. I wish Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Okay. But Return of the King, which was, you know, decades later. Yes. So it's, it's unique in the sense that... So in my head, I almost said, oh, Return of the King. Oh, uh, the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Yes. It yeah, is that. Return of the King. Oh, okay, that is yes. right. For a second, I You've thought You've seen was... Return of the King. Yeah, I've seen that. You've seen The Lord of the Rings movies? I've seen all three of them. Okay. I saw them in the theaters. Great. The last one, I it ended 17 times yes, before the did. movie actually ended. Yes, it, it made me furious. <laughs> we all sort of stood up halfway. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Oh. oh it's, wait. No, we're not done. It's like, it's like someone trying to cheers, like, do a toast, and they yeah. never actually finish. Right. right. They keep lifting up their glass <laughs> and saying something motivational, and then they start a new story. because you make a statement doesn't make it a toast. Right. Here's my toast. Um, it's also unique in the sense that uh, Marlon Brando won an Oscar for playing Vito. Okay. Robert De Niro also won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for playing, for playing the same character. Oh, I would so love it if if he also... Oh my god, what's his name? The main guy. I'm just gonna let you go. No, please don't. The main guy. Yep. Yep. Done. I fucking hate you. <laughs> so when Antonio Banderas... <laughs> what's the main guy's name? What main guy? Who? The Vito... Not Vito. Michael? Uh, Michael. Pacino. Al Pacino, Jesus thank you. Christ. My brain just went... It's been a rough day Al for Pacino. my head. Yeah, we um, took a, a two-hour t- Okay. Uh, so it would make me really happy if Al Pacino got another supporting actor nod for this, even though he clearly is the lead in this, just to further sting him. Oh yeah, yeah. I would love because that. Because Abby boycotted the Oscars for right for the last one. Best actor. Yeah. Ugh. What a shithead! What a shitty. Thing. I mean, yeah, like that makes me like have a little less respect for him. So I referenced the scene where uh, the guy's trying to get out of the shop. Uh, oh yeah, with yeah. the door. So uh, the guy, the guy who plays Senior Roberto can't get out of the Junko Oil shop. Right, he's, he's so, so flustered. Sure. They actually put a nail into the lock to see what he would do. That's so mean. <laughs> so everything that's happening. That's he, all honest. Can't, it's all honest. He's like, I can't fucking get. But he just can't. He kept with it. He's like, oh, I lost. I'm so sorry. Tries the door. But that, yeah, yeah, she'll stay. I'll oh my god. I would not have. I would uh, not have held it together. I would have been like, <laughs> I need someone. So the flashback scene. We're missing one character. Who is it? The wife. No, she's there. Uh, he technically shows up at the end. Uh. I don't know who. It's Vito, so it's, it's Vito's birthday. We're missing Marlon Brando. Oh yeah, Marlon Brando. Yeah, he, he was not actually in it. scheduled to be in that scene. He was. Yes. I thought that was on purpose. He just never showed up. What? He never showed up to the day of filming. He just was, didn't show. It was supposed to take one day to film, but then the entire day they all waited around for him to show up. He never did, so they rewrote the scene for him to show up off camera. Oh my god. Yeah, he just never fucking showed up. Why? Brando was a piece of shit later on in his career. 
He was just a bag of garbage. Not, And I'm not saying that because he lost control of his weight. I'm saying that he literally got his head so far up his own ass because he thought he was God's gift to acting. Oh. And granted, that's not far from the truth in the I sense mean, that he revolutionized but the way. Still, but still. Same thing. Don't be an asshole. Don't Work be hard. An asshole. Be, kind, be kind. Stay classy. So, um, yes, that happened. That's some bullshit. The scene where, spoilers, uh, where Kay tells Michael that she had an abortion and not a miscarriage. Ah, uh, that was so crazy. Nobody told Pacino about that. In the original what? script, she was supposed to have a miscarriage. Right. So Talia Shire, yeah. who Connie, yeah. gave the idea to Francis, who was her brother in real life, and right. said she should have an abortion. It'll be more of a, like, the, just dramatically, it'll just... My eyes are like saucers yeah. right now. So oh in my the god! Scene live where Diane Keaton is saying, oh, "Right, you're blind. It was an abortion. It wasn't a miscarriage." That's all honest. The look that you see. Oh on my god! Face is just Jesus Christ. Yeah. So to thank her for that, yeah. Francis wrote the scene where, in the end, she goes to Michael and says, "I want to, I want to take care of you now." Yeah. She he wrote that scene specifically for her, oh. which ended up getting her. Really? Yes. So yeah, the, she was one of the she best ideas she ever had. Shit in this thing. But she, but Talia Shire was. I mean, she was good in the first one. But she's yeah. Very. Connie's much more fleshed out. I, what I'm, I'm sorry. When I mean a piece of shit, I mean her character. I got so mad at her for being overprivileged and just a fucking yes. bitch the whole and time. And she's she's not in the movie that much. No, she's, she's in not. The she's in like comes two, the maybe three scenes. Yeah. So she kind of Judy Dench's this whole thing. Where she she gets like five minutes of screen time, but she gets an Oscar nomination. It's like the opposite of Joe Biden. <laughs> when you Joe Biden someone, you're just there all the time. Also, going back to the final flashback scene, uh, James Kahn, Jimmy Kahn, uh, who comes back to play Sonny, uh -huh. wanted the same salary he got for shooting his entirety of the first Godfather what? to appear in this next one. Why? He got it. Because he was, I mean, he, he'd done a lot more work. What like, the fuck is wrong? Can't these people? I, I just... I know. I, I love storytelling and I love being an actor so much. Mm. It's like, just let me play. The idea of somebody asking for that money so that I can grace your presence with my body and my words. Just serve the story, you pieces of shit. Also going back to Vito, uh, Robert De Niro's only in this movie for how long? How many minutes? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Out of a three and a half hour movie. Oh my God. An hour? No less. What? Yeah. 47 minutes. 46. How is he only in this 46 minutes? Isn't that crazy? Uh, the, uh, tidbit. This might be the last one. This is the last okay, second. last one. Uh, last one. Um, they filmed, they started filming all these flashback scenes. Huh? The costumes were fitted with zippers on the trousers. Guess what hadn't been invented at that time? Buttons? No. Zippers. Um, wait, what? Zippers hadn't been invented. And so they had to go back and reshoot what they'd already shot. Oh my god! <laughs> because they put zippers on the pants, they're like, fuck, zippers oh. haven't been invented yet. <laughs> it's not like you don't notice. I mean, you would never notice. I wouldn't right. be like, excuse me, but there weren't zippers around then. Again, the good thing was is that Coppola had, you know, the budget and the time. Right. Because... See, and this is one of those quaint phrases that we've actually tried not to use, I think. Uh, but that's like, I thought the costuming and the set design, everything was handled with such care. Yes. Like this yeah. was, uh. It won an Oscar for art direction. Good, it should have. It won an Oscar for uh, best screenplay, best picture, best yeah. director, best supporting actor, and best art direction. So all all of it is 100% earned. All of them. All of that. Um, so yeah, there's trivia. Yay! Uh, 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 uh,
This is so sad. I don't want it to end. Well, we're going to do little ones. I know. We'll do yeah. little ones. But I like doing these ones, too. So, question. Would you... Answer. Do you think you would have a different opinion if you watched both movies front to back? If you were able to stay streamlined in the story? I think I wouldn't have been able to differentiate the two. Okay. I think it you would have just it felt like one long... It would have been a fucking Titanic type situation. Yeah, I think if I had watched it back to back, it would have just felt like one really long movie. So you would recommend, if people were to watch this movie, would you recommend they watch it front to back? I would say yes. Like, if you you have the ability to do so, you have the time to do so, watching it front to back is going to just... I don't know. It would would very very much enrich the viewing experience. It really just kind of helps the whole arc of the entire story <laughs> in a in a different way than it would like what we did of watching it in two separate viewings right, right. um so yeah if you can and actually my best friend elizabeth she was like oh you're watching the godfather too and i was like yeah and she was like can i recommend something and i said you're gonna recommend that i watch them back to back aren't you and she's like yep and i said yep that's what ben suggested <laughs> yeah. she's like it's just it's the best way to watch them yeah it's true. So, yeah. It's true. It's just, it's one of those those stories that is not only iconic, timeless in my opinion. Like, a mm-hmm. hundred years from now, people will still be watching this movie and being like, wow. So um, there it is, guys. We do have an unofficial sponsor, actually. We do? Mm-hmm, for this week. Oh my gosh. Um, it's Corleone Realty. Great. So basically, this is a company that actually helps people who are trying to buy homes mm-hmm. that perhaps are outside of their price range. Mm-hmm. They always make sure that you get an offer you can't refuse. Great. So uh, let's say that you are a work from home dog mom uh-huh. and your husband, he knits pot cozies for a living. You guys make probably about like, you know, 10 to 15,000 a year. But you want to live in a multi-million dollar house. Contact Corleone Realty. They'll get you an offer you can't refuse. And Vito's going to answer the phone. Oh, yeah. They are all required to talk like that. Oh, they're all like... Yeah. So they answer like, Corleone? Yeah. Oh, even the women. You like, there was a woman that I talked to, Connie Corleone. Mm. And I had, I was, I was like, I'm sorry, I was supposed to be speaking with Connie. And she's like, this is Connie. I was like, I'm sorry, I thought this was Carl. It sounds like they're a little... They have a little bit of the like downs. They're a, they're like just a, a touch of the like downs. They're like a nuclear family. They're like, they're, <laughs> they're like a hills have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to Corleone Realty. For, yes. For sponsoring We appreciated us. the offer that you gave us, which and, we couldn't refuse. And thank you for the, the, the generous check. Yes. And we'll keep our mouths shut. We will keep our mouths shut. we never read on our friends. Nope. And we always keep our mouths shut. Yes. We've watched like rules. four mafioso movies. We have. Yeah. I feel like too. I'm. I hate horror movies, mm. so I'm really not looking forward to next season because I know that you're gonna make me watch Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange isn't a horror movie in my opinion. Alien would be a horror movie. Okay. I feel like that's more of an adventure movie. What? I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen you it. Haven't seen Alien. Okay. Uh, All right. God. You need. Okay. It's not an adventure movie. Hook is an adventure movie. <laughs> Good form. I want to do Hook. We can't do Hook. We've we both seen it. it. So? We've seen it several times. Uh, Your, our sister-in-law, Melissa, wants us to do Hot Fuzz. Yeah? She Which really wants us times. to do, yeah. All right. We'll have to do World's End or something. Right. Anyways, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. For an so amazing season. Here's one thing that I have to ask everyone to do. If you haven't done this already, please take a moment to review or rate us on whatever method you are using. Yes, please. Literally, all you have to do is just put the stars... Or a or a brownie or whatever it is, whatever rating scale Five they use. Cups of tea, a I happy don't know. sheep. Right. I don't care. <laughs> whatever it is. 
please rate us because that's the only way that other Five people find out about us. Of Elizabeth Warren. Other know. than you sharing about us on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, the only way other people hear about us is if our ratings start to go up. Right. The only way our ratings start to go up is if we have them. Right. So please rate or review us. We would really appreciate it. It's a it. symbiotic circle. Like one benefits and affects the other. Yes. And we would love for this thing to grow because we just, we like to. We do. It. It's a blast. It is. It's a lot of fun. So we have fun with it. But thank you for listening. In the meantime, like, subscribe, and share. Like Megan said, rate us, please. I thank you. Rocket thanks you. I'm sure Megan thanks you. Oh, I do. Um, it's been a great season. And it has. We'll do some mini episodes. Maybe j- j- just come up with a couple of different. I think we'll, I'm gonna come up with some fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a Michael Bay one. I want to just do some <laughs> some lightning round episode. I yeah. don't know what it is, but it would just be like, right. you know. It could uh, be a movie we've already seen. That's oh no, it could about. too. It could be with our friend Jason Satterland. Oh, that's true. Because he's got this game in mind that's like movie trivia. It's kind of like. I don't know, at any rate, he we'll figure something out. out of Haiti he does need to get out of Haiti He does need to get out of Haiti first. Jason, you're stuck in Haiti right now. Jason. We love you. Come home safe to us. Be safe. And we will be back, hopefully in a couple of weeks, with a mini episode. We'll keep you posted. Yep. Uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. We're on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, anyways, thank you again, and uh, we will see you guys soon for season two. Yay! Bye! Bye! Bye.